So, have you jumped over any barriers in your life? <laughs> it's funny you ask that, Ava, because um, I've got a personal anecdote. Oh, for this Personal. week's feeling. Yeah. One time I found out that the London club scene was not as friendly as the Bristol or Manchester club scene. Um, and this happened when I went on a night out in Camden. I went to go visit my friend at uni there. Um, and she was like, do you want to go on a night out? And I was like, of course. And we went out with some of her friends and we were going to meet them at the club in the queue. You know, I've, you know, I've had half a bottle of wine. Lovely. She's, <laughs> she's partaken in a few drinks. But obviously, alcohol does hit hard sometimes and makes you think that you're the bee's knees. Literally the bee's knees. Literally the bee's knees. Um, bee has knees. <laughs> it's, that's good, isn't it? Um, and I was walking up to the club and I spot my friend's friends. Mm. Um, and I'm like, hey, guys. And they're like, hey. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Time to go clubbing. <laughs> we have elbows. <laughs> um, and they're like, jump the barrier. Oh, I'll jump the barrier to the queue, and I'm like, um, uh, if you know me, I've got very long limbs. Um, Enormously long limbs, just, like albatross. Just <laughs> massive limbs. And, and <laughs> just swung my leg over and then just injured myself. Groin area. Groin area. And the, it the tender really, bits. <laughs> and it really hurt. And um, once I got over, I completely regretted it because I was in pain and then the bouncer said you just you just jumped over the barrier didn't you and I was like yeah because I'm an awful liar and he's like you just go back to the back of the queue got to the back of the queue and we're about to go in he was like wait you're the one that jumped the barrier you're not coming in so we wasted 20 minutes after I was fatally injured I was a mile back in so my moral of the story is don't jump the barriers um (laughs) Stick to the queue, um, there's no uh, reason. Stick to the queue, be British in all your attitudes. But anyway, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Fallow Feels about... No. Welcome to Fallow Feels for girls. No, fuck, not for girls. <laughs> Sounds like we're advertising <laughs> a sanitary. <laughs> Welcome to Fallow Feels. A podcast. No, are we about girls who... We can get this. We can get this, okay. Welcome to Fallow Feels, a podcast about girls who feel in fallow. <laughs> Done. Done. Anyway, that's one for post. <laughs> that's going to be fun to, for, for editing. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. Um, anyway, Ava, how are you doing? What's up? Hey, um, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. feeling pretty well rested. We just ate. We just um cooked and made a wonderful roast vegetable orzo mm, dish yeah. with some avocado. We've really pushed the boat out. Usually, it's the the one pot curry wonder, <laughs> which last week was one pot turmeric. Turmeric wonder, my bad. It's like, <laughs> you know, it the color of a bad night out. Cooking with friends is. Food for the soul. Also a good patience um, Oh, yes. Lesson. Totally. We also <laughs> learn how you can't use utensils. Um, be stuck a knife in an olive jar today, <laughs> right through the top, and then couldn't get it out. So what have, you been, what have you been doing this week? What have you been up to? What have I been consuming? I had a student-y weekend. Nice. Yeah. Sas- Friday, Saturday night were fun. Went to Hidden on Saturday Which night. Which is a... A club in Manchester. Yes. Um, which we know well. Which we do know well. Um, tucked away. It's 
very tucked away. It is it, quite the track. It is a track. Um, I'd see Romare. Um, yeah, no, really brilliant DJ set. Um, really fun. Mm. Dance till dawn, etc., etc. And then I sept for many, many hours. Which is so important. So that is a really good moral um of of the podcast not that it's necessarily the moral it is a <laughs> we're, we're adjacent moral a dogma, aren't we? yeah no i know and this is the moral the of moral the- of the story no you don't need <laughs> that's a bit aggressive of me can we cut that we're not cutting that out oh gross you know if you can learn how to edit you can cut it yeah. out <laughs> ouch ouch got aggro. i can't edit i'm reading um a book Ooh. At the Existentialist Cafe by Sarah B. Sorry to stop that enthralling conversation about philosophy, uh, but <laughs> Editing B from the Future is here to apologise for the rustling noise in the background. Ava and I decided to record episode two on her bed, uh, thus creating quite the uh, carnage audio situation we've got right now. But just get through it, because I'm trying to get through this edit, and, you know, we're in it together. Okay, goodbye. Um, a friend of mine um, recommended it to me, and it's really brilliant. It's a kind of like intro, uh, overview, introduction, explanation, elucidation of and about existentialism and the key figures, which is really nice because mm. I like knowing about the people. You can imagine it, though, Camus, Sartre and de Beauvoir on a terrace in Paris talking about but also having a Life. great time. I know, but they did. I think they did. Because Camry was a bit of a humdinger. Like, he was... <laughs> Do you want to say that again? I'm not repeating Okay. <laughs> if you want, I can put on a t-shirt for any fans. What have you been consuming? Um, well, let's lower the tone. Because this girl's been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. That's not... No, I don't think we should... That's not a tone. That's, that's no, If that's, anything, no. the tone is up. Thanks. Shrill. <laughs> enthusiastic. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you if you live under a rock, um RuPaul's Drag Race is uh is um is like X Factor but for drag queens. Um and I've started watching it one before I go to bed. Oh and one when I wake up. Choicey, nice. So when I go to bed it's like, you know, relaxing, I switch off and I just you know, sometimes yeah. I fall asleep in front of it and then in the nice. morning it's like Hello. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> Recently just started reading Catelyn Moran's How to Build a... How to Build a Woman. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. It's, that's really, I, really, I'm really good. It. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. No, that's really good. She's fantastic. Have you listened to her Desert Island Discs? I have. <gasps> so good. So brilliant. No, really She's, good. I, yeah, I think I, I remember reading that one summer and then decided I wanted to be just like her and realised I wasn't a genius. I love the way she talks. It's just spitfire. So, Blunt and so straight, oh, and, and it's fast. just like, bam. yeah, so fast. We need, we need, we need them women like that. Oh, I know. No, I really rate it. So, so that's great. been that's been a lovely read. So, what are we talking about this week? What's our vibe? Oh yeah, um, our theme theme for the week is jumping the barrier, and I think that's a nice one because it has, you can interpret that in a multitude of ways, and I took it to mean acts of rebellion Mm. and I thought about what rebellion meant basically so rebellion is in its you know older sense um resistance to authority armed resistance Mm. crucially armed resistance to authority Mm. and as the the meaning dilutes over time it just means 
opposition, which I think is interesting because that's it becomes from it that has becomes a lot of things. That becomes a lot of things, yeah. And it has a history a violent history, this idea of resistance and rebellion. Um but I don't think that violent rebellion comes into my everyday life. It doesn't come into my everyday life. But what about like everyday acts of rebellion? Yeah. You know, little things that you do or things that you have done that are a little bit defiant. I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes there are little things I do every day that are not defiant, they're just rude. (laughs) For example, I just, I'll go to a cafe and I. I'll have a coffee or I'll have... Oh, and stay there for ages? No, I'll just leave the trash on the table. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> that is quite rude. That's not cool. That's not cool. Oh, I bet loads of people on that right now are like, oh. Oh, she's be, that girl. She's so... <laughs> no, um, but I do like how it has just become opposition because that yeah. literally can mean anything. Yeah. You know. That means going. That means for some person who doesn't wear any colour, putting on a yellow t-shirt. There we and go. No, walking the, into uni. Exactly. Exactly. The yeah. only thing they're rebelling against is a past version of themselves that was normal for them. Exactly. No, I do think that's. I think that's really good. It might be answering a question. Mm. It might be voicing an opinion that you think is really important. Exactly. Or standing up to somebody who you don't. You know, who you wouldn't think to stand up against. Yeah. You know, it can be that. The authority, yeah, authority of your past self, mm. who you don't, you know, who th- you feel is holding you back, or an actual authority, you know, s- just saying no to somebody. That doesn't necessarily have to be aggressive either. No, no, I it doesn't. There's, there's yeah. great beauty and grace in someone standing up about something in a very mannered, articulate a- absolutely, way. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. It made me think of my mum, actually, and she... She takes it upon herself to sort of do these random acts of kindness, but I think they are quite rebellious. She commutes every day to London. Mm-hmm. Random acts of kindness occur on this commute because that's basically her life is travel. Because they're so irregular mm. in this commuter London southeast mm. sphere, mm. or our understanding of it, mm. that it becomes quite rebellious. Mm which I think is really nice. And she's somebody that I don't think thinks of herself as rebellious anymore. Mm. But really, I think it's in her to sort of be like, wait. I think she (laughs) feels quite strongly against injustice. It made me think about when she tried... So she tested herself by sort of challenging herself to not be nice and be a little bit selfish and unkind when she went to work. Oh, yeah so she she thought okay no I won't help anyone I'm just gonna plow through I'm gonna you know do this and that and you know like put myself first before anyone else Mm. and you know like you know squeeze on the tube in front of a a woman on a pram something you know like that sort of thing not that she did that that's but you know she just decided to to do that and she came home and was so upset I've never seen her so upset after a day of work she's like (laughs) I could not do it she was felt so awful having done this the whole and it wasn't even like she was being you know horrid it was more like she was just yeah and then she's like no I'll never I'll never do it again I'll never do it again so now she just you know makes extra effort to be really nice be really really nice you know like helping people with bags upstairs and giving people tissues sometimes my mum Sometimes her kind kindness is she's such a kind she has a heart of gold. Yeah. Um 
and she she is rebellious in some respects but when you were talking about how rebellion can be you know opposition and can just be kindness and can be a really big act I of think kindness. so yeah I remember one time when we were driving to Cardiff um and there is like a gate toll where you have to pay like two pounds yeah. like no no to get to Cardiff and she was like I'm gonna pay for the person behind me <gasps> whoa and I was like oh okay I was like, are you sure you want to do that? She's like, yeah. No, you know what I do? I've always wanted to do this. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so we said to the tall person, like, yeah, I paid for the person behind us. And I watched the woman coming through the gate. And she just looked so confused. <laughs> <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't smiling. She no, was like, like what? Um, just this sort of blank, like, really, like, faded expression. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my mum was like, I feel great about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like she offended the woman. Yeah. Some people get really weirded out this when is people what I, are kind. This is, and this is what I mean about it being rebellious, because no one expects it. It's something quite shocking and disturbs you in the same way rebellion, you know, a kind of maybe negative conception of rebellion would. Mm. But it's kindness, and mm. it's almost like the most rebellious thing to do is be kind to people. what their acts of you know their most memorable their most um yeah the the most profound acts of rebellion that they've ever done it's quite interesting that it was very much for them it was resisting authority Mm. and like negative authority one one flatmate I asked was about um you know, resisting the authority of their parents and oh, just, which I thought was quite also quite interesting. Um That does feel quite angsty. I remember mm. one time where I I'm not I'm not a very rebellious person. Yeah. It's not in my nature. You didn't have the teen I, rebellion. Well, I you know, I wasn't the best of you know, be at fourteen and fifteen. She was nice, but yeah. she she, <laughs> she didn't want to hang with her parents. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> um I remember when I was doing a play about the suffragettes and I was Emmeline Pankhurst. Were you? Oh, I'm not surprised. Um, and I <laughs> think I got, I, went a little bit, I got a little bit too obsessed with being Emmeline Pankhurst and I was just like, wow, like, this is so cool. Like, she's such a cool feminist figure. But I took it to new extremes. Oh, really? Where, like, to the point where we'd be rehearsing and I'd just say to the teacher who was directing us, like, I think we should cut this bit. I think we should <laughs> cut it because, like, we have so many lines to learn. Like, why don't we just cut it? It's taking ages. And she was like, no. And I was like, fine. And she was like, do the scene. And I was like fine and I went behind stage and then came out and did the scene and I remember just just really hating the director and I honestly I'm so happy that she's slapped us into shape and got really angry at me she was dealing with a petulant year 10 yeah. girl you know, too big for her a petulant year 10 girl he's oh. playing Emily Pankhurst one of the most amazing women in history <laughs> <laughs> who wants to cut the script she you know you know like directors so always funny. complain about bad actors yeah that's a just... key trait every time every time i rebelled against my mum i wouldn't rebel i'd just be silent <gasps> yes no that's also interesting that it's not like i wouldn't argue i'd just go silent yeah unresponsive yeah yeah, Don't yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. i'm not gonna give anything to you mm, and, and do you know what she played it right back did she and it was like I've never like my mum is stubborn. She is a stubborn woman. <laughs> wow, mm. and that's the thing as well. It's like rebellion doesn't have to be loud and brash and 
you know, pitchforks is also... I find it far more uncomfortable when someone is really quiet. Really quiet, yeah. Because then you don't mm. know what's going on. If someone shouts at you and they're like, I hate you because you've done this and you've done X, Y, Z, and I hate you and you're the worst person in the world. Okay, cool. Like, Got I understand it. what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, That's, yeah. Those words are hurtful, but when you don't hear those words... Then you're like, what's going then on? you're like, wow, this is, this is cool. What about you? When have you rebelled? Um... This is my favourite story to tell. No, that's kind of lame. Um, <laughs> no, but I will, I will give a spark note summary. I, um, I, I made my teacher cry in sixth form. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, just FYI, um, all through my school career, I was very obedient, very docile. I did all my work on time. I did all my revision. I, yeah, never talked back, never really spoke. Um... And it got, uh, yeah, sixth form was, I hadn't done very well in my first set of exams and I wanted to do English at university and my English exam hadn't got very well. So I um, appealed to the teachers directly in mm. person in their office and mm. asked them to help me. Um, I need your help. I need to be pushed. Um, I'll do whatever it takes. Just, just I need guidance because mm. I knew that I needed it to come externally mm. from myself. Nothing happened. There was no, no, no help whatsoever. So and it was very, it was very difficult because I didn't, I, yeah, my, I had a few issues with my teacher's teaching methods. So um, we, we raised a couple of issues about the lack of work being done yeah. and it doesn't seem like anything's changing and it gets to kind of the end of the year yeah. and we're we're sort of mind you we're a level and mm. we're all sat in a circle um reading from the book but we're sort of reading it like line line by line one person after each other in like a cannon like we're I know like primary school children and it felt it felt a bit demoralizing actually and I thought god you know I'm I I can do more you know I I need to this is not challenging me in any Mm. way in a very odd moment of of rebellion I would say I, I kind of put up my hand and and I thought it was quite politely put and I did ask her oh, is this what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year then? Is this is this how it's going to go? There was an awkward silence. And then she asked me, don't you trust me? And that's quite a, a thing to say oh, to an 18-year-old. Wow. And, okay, right, I hesitate. Yeah. Um, and kind of do a, yeah, sounding really uncertain. But she did rush out in tears um halfway through the lesson and we were my entire class including me was just totally stunned it was very embarrassing so i had to go find her mm. in her classroom what we have say sorry i like, didn't mean to make you cry but i did <laughs> i stood my ground and i did say no I, I i do believe in what i said mm. um and so initially she said oh fantastic okay write me an email with what you want to see changed, mm. what it is you, you want. Write me an email, send it to me, and I'll see what I can do. So, fantastic. She wants to start a dialogue. Yeah. Great. Um, I don't get a reply for about two weeks, and then my parents get an email. And the contents of this email is... Uh, she's basically... She says that my parents... It implies that my parents are very good parents, that they've raised a person who 
who doesn't respect authority and if she doesn't respect authority will never you know be hired in the workplace the sweet sweet irony of it is that we were studying dystopian literature which is all about (laughs) resisting authority and the fact that she couldn't even pick that up was quite phenomenal but yeah no many uh thin thin walls Um, (laughs) every example that we've given here has been school interesting yeah which is you know we do not get the opportunity to challenge our i don't challenge my lecturers ever i don't because i feel so distanced from them i don't feel like i could you know i could write them a feedback form but it would be anonymous and part of me wants to know yeah absolutely and also i feel like i I tend to just accept their authority without mm. question. You go to uni and you don't have teachers to challenge, or you, you know, you, what do you challenge then? And then that's when it gets interesting because yeah. you don't feel a sense of authority anymore. Yes. So that sort of challenge isn't there so much. Especially, yeah, especially um, people that are around you. Mm. And they're the ones that you're going to have the conversations with. Mm. More so than... And they're the ones that are also... I, I've got friends in my life who are so lovely that they almost are like my parents Mm. they almost are you know sort of quite mothering people which is wonderful and i love that they're not authority to me but no but they have that they have that sort of sense yeah which is quite interesting it's funny what authority becomes when you when it vanishes you know some people place authority in routine Mm. or and then the moment you resist your routine that's a little rebellion even at this like minute domestic situations Mm. when you can and do have the opportunity to be rebellious. Yeah, I think you learn a lot about yourself and, like, your own capabilities. Man. Yeah, jeez. Erudite, let's talk about something. Fallow oh. feels. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't give enough <laughs> Yeah, it is really something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've jumped over anything in a while. I was awful at hurdles. Oh, no. Once again, limbs. Limbs. But surely longer limbs to See, jump you higher? Think, what? <laughs> you would think that. Oh, but I don't know. No. When you don't have the force or strength to lift them. Hurdles, like when you do hurdles, I would do one perfectly, and then the and next then, five yeah. would be like, nope, oh, nope, nope. Oh, no. That reminds me of is that, um, what's that, steeplechase? What's that? That's like... A horse jumping course, but for humans. Is it where they have the toy horses? <laughs> no, no, I saw it. It was in America somewhere. It was like in like Indiana or something like that. Amazing. There were all these people with like those toy horses. Oh my god! Like, jumping <laughs> I mean, they're not breaking. They're not activists, and they're not breaking no, any huge barriers. But, but maybe they're jumping. They're jumping. <laughs> That's not what steeplechase is. However, mm-hmm. nothing significant to say about steeplechase except that it's an odd sport, and I, f- I find personally. Okay. But g- give it a Google. Anyone else out there got opinions <laughs> on steeplechase? Just hit us up um, at Be Bacon on uh, most social media platforms. Yes. Maybe you don't want to direct Ava because she might get defensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might get a bit upset. But recently in the news, it's been pretty interesting in terms of literary oh, yeah. breaking. Um, country barriers yeah with, with the whole career situation. career yeah and I, f- I thought that was a very striking photograph that i saw in the guardian the south korean president um, moon jae-in yeah i hope that's a correct pronunciation I think you've got that. 
fantastic. Bang on. Moon um, is a great name. Moon is a great name. I used to, I got really interested in North Korea. Um, when I first, it was a while ago, I think I must have been 15, I watched a Vice documentary. It was like, it was almost like a holiday guide to North Korea. It was pretty cool. Intriguing. Um, but he was also trying to unpick some of the weird stuff about North Korea. And yeah. he went to this hotel in Pyongyang and no one was there and it was oh, wow. there was no food and the towels were really small spooky and it was very strange and then he went to the like the d i think it's dmz like the demilitarized like yeah, the yeah. border where it's like you know um it was very strange there was one person there and then he would he would drive along the road and they'd stop and in a service station but it was just like a there was one person there and like it was all very set up oh yeah so unlike what we what we can even conceive of actually my um a friend of mine um on his gap year yeah and he said it was incredibly interesting Mm -hmm. and that you did forget you were you know this is a totalitarian state yeah and that's why from watching the documentary and hearing stories about it of people who've been Mm. and also i read a book my friend bought me a book for christmas called escape from camp 14 which was this amazing a very famous story of a guy who managed to escape which i also think was made into an animated documentary which is really good which might still be on netflix if anyone wants to watch it escape from camp 14 or just camp 14 it was about one of the awful prison camps there and you just think this it can't change yeah it it can get worse but it can't get any better yeah so when i see things like this i don't know whether to trust it yes or to be like oh they're so they're breaking barriers you know this is wow this is cool this is in a way, an act of rebellion. This is unexpected, but I don't know how to. No, and you. I think you always have to be skeptical of any. And that's a shame that we have to be skeptical of those images mm. of peace mm. and harmony. It's and very unity. interesting how North Korea have has subtly let in the Western world over the time, but in very weird ways. Like for example, I remember it was late nineteen nineties. Kim Jong Un. Um, was really good friends with this South Korean filmmaker and his right, wife. Yeah. Um, and would have them round to North Korea and they would make films and Kim Jong Un would no I think it was Il sorry I'm so bad at this Kim Jong Il has this amazing film library that they go to and Whoa. all of this and then what happens is he actually keeps the wife in North Korea. No. And she's not allowed back out Whoa. but she stays there and makes more films is in more North Korean like crazy how they let these people inside so they can produce mm. art as a way to i don't know yeah make north korea seem like it's a culturally expressive place but this is big this isn't you know keeping a film star behind closed doors this is literally being like hey other side of the country that we've been at war with exactly for, you know god knows donkey's years and it is and it's that moment of just stepping over shaking hands and that's what was so shocking is that it was so public, and that's what makes you think this can't be real. This can't be real. And there's got to be something. Are they like teaming there's up? There's got to, to be some nuclear weapons. I was going to say, surely there's there's a re. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but I think it's it is so important historically. I think it must be interesting for people actually in North Korea now. Mm. They must be like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is... A- Sorry, that's so late. They must <laughs> cool. be like, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, what? hold up. We're going to be joined with... I've got family in South Korea or... Wait, I've I don't, been I don't fighting- wanna, Yeah, I don't wanna, exactly. I don't want to come out into the West. I don't want to be part of this country. I want to stay in North Korea or people who just, you know, really want to break free. That must be amazing to see people over a border be like, 
you know. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it makes you think about, like, how this the, the opposition has between North and South Korea has shaped identities, mm. North Korean identities and mm. South Korean identities, and how that act is just totally disassembling that. Mm. The moment you define something by opposition, mm. then it's sort of like what happens when... And those oppositions are always arbitrary and, mm. are, you know, a subject should change. And the moment you say, actually, that doesn't mean anything... Mm to be North Korean is to not be South Korean. Mm. And it's sort of like when something like this happens, it's like, oh, hold on. This is silly. This is silly. And then it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. Even though we're being sceptical about it, I think, yeah, you were saying it's so important. It's also very positive. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's, it's a step forward. It's a step forward. If it has good intentions. Hopefully. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation about jumping barriers. It's been yeah. good, hasn't it? Um, yeah. It was lovely to be with you for a second episode. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear what people, how people define rebellion. And um, what, what people are rebelling. Yeah, with. yeah, against... <laughs> rebelling every, with? Re- an axe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a trunch ball? <laughs> what's, um, your, what's your utensil your, of rebellion? <laughs> it could be a, a pen. Uh, yeah. I like axe. Mm. Hammer. A book. A book. Because words hurt. Words hurt. <laughs> um, anyway... Thank you and goodbye. Ciao for now. Hi, it's Editing B from the future. Sorry that you thought the podcast had ended. It hasn't because uh, on behalf of Ava and I, uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to anyone who listened to episode one um, and really enjoyed it and uh, who sent us lovely messages, uh, uh, constructive messages. Thank you so much. Please continue to support us because, you know, we're so excited to release more stuff and we'd love it if you'd continue to listen. Um, So, yeah, thank you. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the sunshine and make sure you're feeling every single emotion that you possibly can. Goodbye.